Good morning, and it is a marvelous morning. It is Majestic Monday, amen. And I am so thrilled and excited that I'm here with you again on this beautiful, beautiful day to come and bring you some impact points, to bring you some word that will help you. We're still talking about the weapons of our warfare, amen. And as I've said in times past, there are so many weapons that will be here for a little while. I want you to be well equipped in your journey, in your walk in Christ Jesus. Amen. God is marvelous. He is majestic. He is great and greatly to be praised. And so today I have some nuggets that I'm going to share with you. Make sure you get your Bible, paper, and pencil. I have some notes that I want you to take. Um, please make comments so that those that come on after you to see the replay, they'll be blessed by your prophetic word that is released in your comments after I begin to share and talk about what God is doing in our lives. Amen. So let someone know that I'm on. Wake them up. This is a word that's really going to bless you. Amen. And so I will be right back with you. excited. I have a couple of announcements that I want to make. You know, we are in our 207th day of our prophetic intercessory prayer, which comes on after this on the phone line. If you go to the group section on Facebook, you'll see it. 365 days of prophetic prayer. Please join us. It'll be a blessing to you and those that we are interceding and praying for. God is answering prayer. He always answers prayer. His ears are not too heavy that he cannot handle all of our prayers and our requests. We just want to make sure that when we make our request to the Lord, that we want to do it according to his word. Amen. Well, um, I'm coming from Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network.tv. There are many different, there are multiple platforms that you can view this message and previous messages and other messages that will really help equip you for your Christian walk. Amen. God is marvelous. This is a marvelous day. The, the, the day is breaking. And it's a new day, and I'm excited. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we just praise you, and we thank you for your word. We thank you that our eyes are open, our ears are anointed to hear what thus saith the Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your grace and your mercy. 
for it is sufficient. I will be right back with you. Amen. to the word. Amen. I, if you have your Bible, hopefully you do. I'm going to be speaking to you from 1 Corinthians um, chapter 13. One of our weapons, yes, is love. The agape kind of love, the God kind of love. You know, in our English language, you know, it can be a little confusing because we use the word love for many different things. We use love when it talks about our brotherly love, love that you have for your sister, the love that you have for uh, a friend. You know, it's the brotherly love, which is the phileo love. And so the agape love is the God kind of love. And you need to be able to distinguish which love it is that you are referring to. Now, unfortunately, our love a lot of time is very fickle. Sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. Sometimes we're to the right, sometimes we're to the left. It depends on how we feel that day. But God's love is unconditional. No matter what it is that we are going through, no matter what it is that we are um, experiencing, guess what? His love for us is long-suffering. His love for us is everlasting. His love for us never changes. He changes not. Even though his mercies are new, and within those mercies, his love remains the same for us as his children. Amen? So today we're going to be talking about the love of God, the agape love being a weapon of our warfare. And all you have to do is say, God, help me to walk in your agape love, your agape love that allows me to see people the way you see them, amen, allows me to react in the way that you would. You know, we used to use that band on our arms and say, and we would look at it, what would Jesus do? Well, that's a good question. And we need to go back to thinking about that. What would Jesus do in this situation? How would he react? Would he be upset? Will he be wanting to duke it out and fight? Now, we know that Jesus got angry. He showed that in the temple when he overturned the um, people's um, tables in the in the back of the temple. And so he does get su- upset. So we can get upset, but we want to make sure we don't sin. That is so very important. And so the love of God, as I said, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm going to um, 
bring that to you. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you for coming on and watching. I appreciate you. Please let us know where you are watching from so that when people come and look at this, they'll be able to see where you are watching from. Amen. So 1 Corinthians, with it, this is a very familiar scripture. I'm not going to take anything um, from it. I'm not going to add anything to it, but I just want to be able to open up the door to some of the things that God has revealed to me in this particular scripture. So it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I have become, um, become sound, sounding brass and clinking symbols. That means there's no life in you. There's no depth in you. There's no compassion in you. And when you pray in the agape love, it's all the passion and the, the love that you need to, to pray for the sick and allow them to be healed. The word of God tells us that Jesus moved with compassion and all that those that he prayed for, they were healed. And so uh, as a weapon of our warfare, we must have that agape love in our life. Amen. Good morning. Jennifer is tapping into with us from Kentucky. Praise God. And so um, we want to have that compassion, that agape compassion, that agape love in our lives so that we can pray for the sick and they will be healed. We can pray for those that need deliverance and they will be healed. My God, I know that is what you want. You want to pray with meaning. And a lot of times when, when we pray, we need to say, Lord, you know, because we can come so complacent in our prayers that it just sounds like a bunch of noise. There's no feeling in it. We don't feel, we don't, um, we're not moved by what it is that we are praying for. Now, I said sometimes, because sometimes we, we have those liquid prayers, those tears that come forth. But sometimes when we're just praying in our English language and and praying, they're just, it's just a ritual. It's just words that we're praying, but we don't want to have those types of prayers. We want to have prayers that we don't sound like brass, bang, bang, bang. We want to be able to have compassion, prayers that will move and incite, okay, the um, spirit of God. Amen. And so First Corinthians powerful scripture, read it again. Let that be a prayer that you pray, God, I don't want to sound. I know I pray with tongues. I pray in the tongues. I, I, I may sound like angels when I pray in the spirit, but it's if I have not love. So in other words, you can do these things and still don't have love. My God, are you hearing what I'm saying? You can pray in tongues and still not have love because it becomes a ritual. You're not moving with the compassion. You may sing in the spirit and sound like, ooh, angelic angels. But if you don't have love, you sound like brass and tinkling cymbals. And you don't want to do that. You may prophesy, it goes on in verse 2. He says, although, although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but if I have love, I am nothing. If you don't have love, you are nothing. My God, we must have 
the agape love. And notice I keep saying agape love because there's a phileo love. And you can fall out of um, phileo love with your brother. I'm not going to speak to you anymore. You can cuss my bed, not cuss God out, amen. Um, but you can, you can cuss your brother out, your sister out. You can tell them they're no good. Tell them to go back where they belong. That's that phileo love, that phileo love that goes up and down. Philadelphia is called the city of brotherly love. Now, I was born in Philadelphia, and a lot of times I said the, the city of so-called brotherly love because I saw much, so much violence and fighting in Philadelphia. I came up in the era when there were a lot of gangs and, and fighting. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we be able to distinguish the two. There's erotica love, okay? That's sexual love, okay? That a man and a woman has. So when you, you better understand which love it is. There's, so, there's a couple of other ones, but I don't want to go into that right now, but I want to share this with you. You don't want to be empty. you don't want to be empty noise when you're praying. Remember that your words are like containers. Come on now, your words are containers, and they contain the substance of what it is that's needed to produce that which you are praying for. So you don't want to be an empty container and, and, and you're just clinging up and back and forth on it and making noise. Amen? So I have a question for you. Um, in 1 Corinthians, go to 1 Corinthians 9.24, and it says, it is obvious that all runners on the racetrack keep on running to win, but only one receives the victory prize. Now, there are many who receive the prize. They, you know, there's first place, second place, third place. But everyone receives a prize. I truly believe that um, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. You learn what not to do the next time that you're running the race. Amen? And so just knowing that you completed it, even if you come in last, just knowing that you completed it and you didn't give up, to me, then you're a winner. Amen. If you do your best, you are a winner. Amen. And so you want to run the race that's set before you. Amen. God is so good. In Hebrews 12 and 1, this is a great scripture. Make sure you make comments on this particular scripture. It says, as for us, we have all, uh, all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. We, so we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin which we so easily fall before us that we run the race that is set before you. Now I have to ask you, what prize are you looking for? What is your goal in life? Amen. What are you looking for? Um, in life? Are you looking for love? Are you looking for cars? Are you looking for money? What are you looking for in your life? Amen. You have to ask yourself that. What is your purpose? What do you, what do you want? You know, and God said he would give you the desires of your heart. And so you have to understand what those desires are. What is your passion? 
the marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out before us. The, the, um, the race is already, your path has already been marked out for you. And so what is your goal? What are you looking for? Um, in the scripture, it tells us that love is the greatest reward. And so we need to be running a race, spiritual race, so that we can be more like Christ, so we can have the love of God um, shown in our life and through our life to be able to heal. I remember uh, I met um, um, Jan Crouch many, many years ago. And I remember we were at the cathedral in California and um, as she was approaching me, there was a darkness, not darkness, but there was a thickness that um, came closer to me as she approached me. And God said, that's the love of God. The love of God is a mantle. It is a covering. It is a thickness. It is a protection. And it will protect you from against any device of the enemy. So what race, what is it that you want in the race? What is it that you are looking for? So in 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, we go back down to the last verse, amen, in it. And this is says, and now by faith and love, these three, the greatest of these is love. In the Passion Translation of it, it, I really like the way it expresses it here. And it says, until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love, yet love surpasses them all. Love surpasses your, your hope and your faith, because if you don't have love, they're not going to do, do you any good. And it says, above all these let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. So when you run in the race of life, let the prize that you desire be the agape love that you want in your life. Don't allow yourself to be an empty container. Amen. Praise God. So what is your goal? You know, I thought about Hosea and Gomer. What a wonderful love story. Um, I like to, to read about it, and it really shows you how much God loves Israel, how much God loves his children, and how God had Hosea the prophet to marry a harlot. <laughs> she was a whore, a harlot. She slept around with other men. Even when she was married to Hosea, the prophet, and a lot of people talked about him. Here you are, you're giving us a message of doom and telling us that we don't get our lives right, but yet and still your own very wife, amen, is sleeping around with other men. She has wondering eyes. She wants um, men to get her the things that her husband wasn't able to get her. And so we have to be careful you know, and, and this is a perfect example of long-suffering love because he loved her so greatly, irregardless of what trap she has fallen into. And some of you may have a relationship, and the relationship that you're in, 
Um, maybe your spouse, your husband or your wife have fallen into a trap. Are you going to have unconditional love? And you say, but God, I thought you told me to marry this person. Didn't you know that this person was going to do what they did in, in, in our marriage, how they were going to spoil it? But God also knew that the agape love that he possessed was going to be in you, that you would be able to intercede and pray for this individual, for the love and the compassion to come forth in their life. Amen. Good morning, Yolanda. Thank you for being with us. Amen. And so the compassion of God, he knew that the agape love, not the phileo love, which is fickle up and down, he knew that the long-suffering love of God will be in you so that you can intercede and pray for their deliverance. Amen. That's why the most beautiful prize that when we run this race, not for a gold medal or silver medal or bronze medal, not for a trophy, but for the love of God. What a prize, what a weapon for us to be able to have so when we win this race in God. Amen. And so Hosea was, was amazing. At one point, um, one of the ladies, that um, gentlemen that um, Gomer was messing around with, put her on the slave market. Do you know that Hosea, even though he was put to shame and the people talked about him, he had such unconditional love for her that he took everything that he had and brought her out and carried her away and took her back home. That is the way God does us. No matter what we've done, no matter what we've said, no matter what we've been involved with, if we repent, he picks us up, he carries us and takes us into his arms of safety and returns us back home. That was God showing his love for Israel. That was God showing his love for each and every single one of us, that no matter what it is that you do, if you repent and ask God for forgiveness, he will forgive you. What an amazing love. What a prize to be able to have. I shared before, I had a young man running down the street with my birds talking about, I'll be right back. He stole them out of my house. But that young man, I had unconditional love for that young man. Even though he stole from me, I interceded and prayed for him. <clears throat> I fasted for him with his wife for his total deliverance. Are you able to fast? Are you able to pray for individuals who have offended you so that their lives will be saved and they will be set free and delivered? I'm talking about the agape love. It's a weapon of your warfare. And you know what? You have to die to your flesh. Woo! You know, you need to wake up every single morning to die. You say, die? I want to live. You know, we say live forever. I want to live. Well, I'm talking about dying to the flesh, not your spirit. Your spirit is going to live until um, God says different. Amen? And so you want to die to your flesh. And so that if someone offends you, you can forgive them. But you say, well, how can I tell? If someone offends you and you are not dead to the flesh, 
you'll be upset and you won't want to be around that person. You say, oh, I forgave them. I've forgiven them, you know. But yet and still, if that person is going to be at an event, you don't want to be there because you really and truly haven't forgiven them. Because if you had, you'd be around them, you love them, you bless them, you'd be happy and excited to see them just like God is with us. He's excited and he's happy to see you, those that are listening. He's excited that you are here up early in the morning, being in his presence, getting some nuggets that are going to help you in your Christian walk, that's going to help you get closer to him. He's excited. He's overwhelmed with joy. Amen. He's excited when you have personal, intimate time with him in prayer. What an amazing type of love to have. Amen. So I ask you, what is your goal? What is it that you want in life? My God, what is it that you want? What is the goal that you desire to have? As I said, I hope it's not, you know, a gold medal. I hope it's not material things like Goma wanted, you know, from other men. Now, it's nothing wrong with having nice things, you know, having your diamond rings. But the thing is, don't let it have you. Don't let those things cause you to turn your back on God. Don't let those things, you buy those things when you should be paying your tithes and your offering because then those things have you and you not having it. Amen. So you want to be very careful. Amen. And make sure that you, you, um, put things in perspective in the right way. So I love that story about Hosea, the prophet, who, and everything, you know, even though, my God, some of us may think you, you've gone through some things in life, my God, mm, you've gone through some things in life and you think, oh, God won't use me. You might have been embarrassed by your mate or you've been embarrassed by things that have happened to you. But God honored his prophet. Everything that Hosea said came to pass because people would question, is this your God that's speaking to you? But yet and still your own wife has wondering eyes. But the word of God tells us that God truly was speaking through Hosea. Every irregardless of what his wife was doing. That was just a reflection that God had unconditional love for Israel. He had unconditional love for each and every one of us. Good morning, Yvette. Thank you for tapping in with us. Amen. So remember, go back and read that story. It's not, it's not that many chapters. Go back and read it. It is such a powerful scripture. You know, um, chapter for you to read to understand that we serve a God who's merciful, he's kind, amen. And remember that it's the love that you need to have. It's the agape love. I'm going to start again at verse 13. Um, it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love. Love, and that's the agape love, is the operative word. That's the most powerful word right there. And it tells you right there, you don't want to become sounding, <clears throat> excuse me, sounding brass and a clink, um, clinking cymbal. You don't want to do that. You want to have substance. You want to have belief. You want to have power 
even though you have knowledge and understand all mysteries, I have that. That's why. I'm, whew, okay, let me get it together here. When um, last week, when I was speaking, talking about the prophetic anointing and knowing the character of an individual. It's not just prophets, but it's apostles, it's evangelists, it's teachers. But if you're operating and flowing in the gifts of the spirit, it is so important for you to understand the character of an individual. Because when you understand the character of the individual and you see that they don't have love and they don't have compassion. I don't know about you. I may not want to receive a word from them because I believe that that will spill over into what it is that they're releasing into your life. And then it goes on in verse three. Um, and it says, although I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. That love, that agape love, my God, <laughs> that's a powerful word. And you need to take that and, and really meditate upon it. You need to meditate upon You need to do some carpet, some carpet time and say, God, let your agape love show through me. Let me have compassion for your people. I want to see people healed and set free and delivered. Amen. And so you want to... Um, receive the blessings of God in your life and do not have rudely, um, do not seek it for your own. Don't seek things just for you because that is such a selfish prayer. Make sure you ask God, God, I need more than enough so that I can bless others. You want to bless others in their life. Amen. God is so good. He is merciful and he is kind. So I want to encourage you today, meditate upon 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Meditate upon the fact, uh, read the story of Jose. You need to have some study time anyway and in getting into the presence of God. And before you read, pray, God, give me some revelation concerning this word. But I want to be used by you. I want to die to my flesh so that you may live in me. God, you be glorified. I love you today. Thank you for joining me this morning. I trust that this word has brought to your remembrance things that you already know, but stare them up so that you will have the compassion and the love of God in you to heal the sick, to pray for those who are oppressed. In Jesus' mighty name, I will be back tomorrow at the same time, same place. Join us in morning glory at 545. Go to the group page on Facebook and you'll see it. 365 days of prophetic intercessory. All right. God bless you.